Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we're going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking with Sarah Cotman and we are talking about ADHD. Now, those of you who've listened to all of our podcasts have probably figured out that most of our interviewees are friends of ours because we have lots of mates that are experts and have lots to say. And so, again, we are sticking with tradition and I am interviewing my dear friend, Sarah, who is a very close friend of mine, who is a professional organiser based in Sydney. And we are going to be talking about ADHD. She runs a business called Heavenly Order. And which is a decluttering and organising business. She also runs a professional organiser training business called Professional Organiser Training. And she also works behind the scenes on The Living Room, the television show where Peter Walsh does the makeovers. So she does a lot of the work behind the scenes on his segments for that show. Uh, she's also hilarious. She's great fun. She speaks French, sometimes just to annoy me. She gets up very early in the morning and she'll probably tell you why uh, as part of this this interview. And she's great fun and we have a lot of fun talking together. So we're probably going to be giggling a little bit in this episode as we um, tend to do, don't we, Sarah? We certainly do. And I'll be interrupting <laughs> you a lot. <laughs> We'll just be interrupting each other all over okay. the place. As usual. So, so the first thing I want you to do is to tell everybody why I've chosen you to talk about ADHD in particular today. Look, I think the main reason is that I'm such a fabulous organiser, um, <laughs> but, but I also have ADHD. Um, I'm a middle-aged woman um, with a teenage boy's complaint or, or um, <laughs> I, I tend to bounce around and, and have a lot of energy. So I have ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. It's, I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of things to do and I'm always very excited about life and that is mm. why I get up early because there's just not a minute to waste. <laughs> and that's where we differ because Sarah and I are very like because I have ADD but I do not have the H part of it so I have the attention deficit disorder but I do not bounce around like Tigger like Sarah does so it's much you're much more likely to find me sleeping for at least two hours after Sarah has woken up in the morning (laughs) and staying up at least two hours after she wants to go to bed so that's the difference between but, but apart from that we're very alike and we share lots of similarities in in the way that we work so we get along very well and we annoy everyone else around us when we're together (laughs) oh that's what another thing I'll tell our listeners is that we work together on the board of the IOPO so the Institute of Professional Organizers and Sarah and I have known each other for about 14 years and we have been on the board Hmm. together now for two years yeah yep just over two years April Um, 2017 yeah yeah Yep. So we run the IOPO, which is uh, the industry body for professional organisers to help support and grow the industry. So we work together a lot and we have other Mm. board members that are not like us. And (laughs) so we find that we... It's it's actually very important that we don't have um, people that are are like us as well, so that we actually get a really good um, clear across the board board yeah and contribute contribute skills that we don't have which is you know, amazing 
Yeah, that's right. And we have, you know, people that can implement ideas that I have that I have don't have the skills to implement myself, but they're great ideas. The finishes. I'm really good at ideas. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm neither a starter nor a finisher. So, you know, we need, I need the Susanna to do my starting for me and I need Jennifer to do my finishing and I can do it all the bits in the middle. <laughs> and that, look, yeah. that's, a, that's so typical of ADD that, mm. um, you know, we often have really great ideas and, and, and can often do things to maybe 80%. And that's where I think one of my skills lies now is that I understand that about myself, but I also understand that about our clients. And that yeah. you need, we're not in this world alone and we're certainly not in, you know, trying to get ourselves organised alone. And to have that person finishing things off um, that last 20%, for me, I find incredibly difficult but I actually find it easy to assist other people in that area. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about what, what oh, oh, actually before I do that, um, <laughs> you have also have personal experience with ADD that extends beyond you as well, don't you? Um, yes. Uh, I, I am married to someone with ADHD and uh, we have three children who have been affected with or affected by ADHD um, to varying degrees. And so, you know, pretty much if you want somebody who has some experience in this rather than just the technical side of things, uh, I'm probably the person to speak to. We've, mm. we've managed to raise three very successful children and we're, we're still married. We're still hanging in just. <laughs> You've done well. So give us a little bit of the technical stuff about what ADHD is. Okay, so... The big one is uh, inattentiveness. So people with ADHD, ADD often find the um, things like prioritising, organising and actually starting work uh, quite difficult. And uh, one of the glorious things about ADHD or ADD is that it, it's consistently inconsistent or you can turn that around, that it is inconsistently consistent. So you never actually really know what you're going to get. Mm. Often it's very difficult for people with ADHD, and I, I actually take medication, to remain focused uh, mm-hmm. and uh, keeping attention on one particular task. Uh, I, for me personally, you know, I, I can be concentrating on something and I will hear a dog barking. And so instead of concentrating on, on what I should be doing, I will listen to the dog. I might go out and have a look at the dog. <laughs> I might see what the dog's barking at and see that it's a really beautiful bird in a tree and have a look at the beautiful colours. You know, like we just get taken off track um, so often. I guess that the biggest thing for most people with ADD is the prioritising. What comes first? And Mm. various things take on, can at times take on a priority which is not a reality. Yeah, that's an issue for me personally. I find that I don't prioritise well and I have, you know, lots of things in my head that I want to do and it seems like I accidentally do the things that weren't necessarily the most important at mm. the time. Mm. And I'm busy. I do it all. Like I, I'm productive. I get stuff done. But I think sometimes I'm I'm madly paddling but I'm paddling in the wrong pond. Mm. Mm. And that's where, you know, especially with an organiser, 
it can help to even just talk things through and where a priority is not clear, talking that through and actually finding out what, what to do first. You know, what, what action comes first before you do the thing that you wanted to do. So what else, what, is it, what are some other characteristics? You mentioned some energy and that would be, so what's the difference then, if you could explain the difference between ADD and ADHD? Um, okay, so ADD is uh, inattentiveness in a nutshell and mm-hmm. ADHD is the hyperactivity. So being on the move, lots of energy, um, not being able to sit down at times, being driven uh, and sometimes... Um, Oh gosh, especially for me, it, it's not so bad now. I'm older, but uh, the clumsiness—I'm—I'm—I'm uh, st- oh. I'm still quite clumsy, <laughs> which is really, really funny now that my self-esteem is not quite as knocked as it used to be. <laughs> but yeah, the, so the difference is, you know, the, if you could think of a, a little girl in class, um, ADD, uh, she's off dreaming about. Uh, fairy tales and rainbow unicorns and uh, the the boy who is, you know, tapping his ruler on the desk and pulling someone's hair mm. and pulling a thread on a jumper and running around the classroom. Um, yeah. Uh, and they're the, the things that I visualise um, that kind of sum up the difference between the two. And you can also yeah. have sort of somewhere in between. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So you work with, with people with ADHD and what is it that they come to you for? What, what do they need help with? So a lot of our clients, definitely prioritising, but that is not necessarily explained that way or so succinctly by them when, when we first start talking. It's, you know, mm. I've got a lot of stuff. I'm overwhelmed by it. I don't know where to start. Um, I just need someone to do this bit. And yep. the Which is what clients, most clients say, whether they have ADHD or not, don't they? Yeah, and I was yeah. going to say that the types of clients that we do, that I deal with are chronic disorganisation and challenging disorganisational issues, of which ADHD and ADD can be part of that. Mm. So it's, uh, I, I would say, I, sorry, I do agree with you. I'd say that almost all the clients that were potential clients that call an organiser um, have one thing in common, and that is they don't know where to start. Mm. So how do you actually, you know, make that start? So obviously with having a lot of experience the personal experience and you know the the background story to this is when we had our second child I think I was about you know a teenager I wasn't really um, <laughs> but when when we had our second child uh, you only I have was, to say you only have to say that you're a teenager once you say how old your second child is well, but if yeah, you don't that... say how old <laughs> then you can get away with oh, still so being young, young Sarah yeah <laughs> When we when we had the second child, it sort of suddenly um, dawned on me that you know we just we weren't an organised family, and the role often falls onto uh, one person, and and generally speaking, you know the mum, and mm. because I wasn't organised, the whole home wasn't functioning, and the the family wasn't functioning, and I had to learn how to get organised, and a lot of the things that I did on the hop to to try and get organised, and it was a real struggle in the beginning, um, are actually the techniques and tools that I use today uh, dealing with with clients who are in the same boat. Hmm. Do they appreciate having someone who understands them? I I imagine that, um, you know, because, yeah, I can imagine that people with ADHD who haven't managed to get on top of organising themselves 
possibly feel a little bit like they've failed somehow. Mm. Do they, is there some comfort in knowing that, you know, you've been there and done that? Initially. So I need to explain it. So initially, because um, when I start talking about the things that, or or asking questions about things that they potentially would find difficult. So I'm I'm making some assumptions and then uh, asking some questions to see if that's a correct assumption. So initially, that feeling is, oh, this is great, someone that understands me. Um, I say initially because once you sort of get stuck into it and you're into the the boring, mundane things and, you know, the worst thing that you could do with somebody with ADHD is present a pile of paperwork to them and say, right, in a gleeful tone, we're going to do this, it's going to be so exciting. Um, And not in quite such a patronising tone, but, uh, you know, that that overwhelm and the glazed look that clients Mm. get, um, it's suddenly, right, we're on task and I'm going to be keeping them on task. And that's, I've got loads of tricks up my sleeve, but it's that moment of, oh, she really knows what she's doing. And we're now going into the point where I'm finding this particular task really, really difficult. How Mm. can I wriggle out of it? Not because they're, um, you know, trying to uh, be difficult. It's just that this is a very difficult task to do. So yeah, um, it's an unconscious reaction to something uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And they love me when we're finished. Um, Mm. (laughs) So yeah, lo- you need lots of tips and tricks to to manage that side of it. So I think there is an enormous comfort for people knowing that they are understood. And of course, I can't understand mm-hmm. um, everyone with ADHD completely, but there is an understanding. And then we can actually joke about it. So I'm very mm-hmm. um, open about the fact that you know I've got a teenage boys issue. <laughs> We can um, it, we can do plenty of workarounds, and just because their brain doesn't work like their next door neighbours or what they perceive their next door neighbours' brain to work um, like, it, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. You just need a workaround for it. Hmm. So why does why do people with ADHD have particular problems with organisation? What think, is it about ADHD that makes it a bit harder to stay organised? There are a few things that come into it. The the main one, firstly, the inattention, the difficulty on focusing. Um, And the other one that I have noticed from, I would say that across the board, most of our clients have the same thing, is the perfectionism. So if you take the example of doing paperwork, the way that I used to try and do paperwork, because I used to have piles um, dotted around, although I'm actually looking at a pile on my desk right at this moment, but it is under control, so I don't need to panic. Um, but the idea of, right, I'm going to sort out this paperwork and you know I'll, I'll start creating piles and I'll get a nice clean surface, open surface like a dining room table or a kitchen bench, I will put those into piles. Now, the first pile might be, you know, the bank statements and, oh, two different banks here, so I'll put them in different uh, different banks and then different bank statements and then, oh, we've got credit cards and then, oh, this one's in that particular year and I've got a piece of paper for this and a piece and all of a sudden there are a thousand piles and then the boredom sets in because the, the focus is so hard and it's just a case then of, well, I'll pack this all up and I'll do this tomorrow. And it's that that perfection is trying to get everything perfect, and because you can't get the perfect job, and then the focus goes. It's almost like I'm going to fail every single time because you're actually setting yourself up for failure when you do it like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and of course, the perfectionism. Some people don't even know that they're perfectionists, 
until oh, you pointed out to them. Have, if you, yeah, you've had that too because I I remember saying to a client once and I don't think she had ADHD but the perfectionism was there and I remember saying to her, well, that's your perfectionist tendencies that do that and we can work on that. And she looked at me and she said, don't be ridiculous. I live in a hovel. How could I be a perfectionist? Yes. And I said, okay, well, how about you sweep a quarter of this floor a day mm. so that you at least get some of it swept? And she said, don't be ridiculous. I can't just sweep a quarter of the floor. Yes. I have to sweep it all. <laughs> and I said, but you haven't swept the floor for six months. And she said, well, that's because mm. I don't have time to do it. And I said, but you have time to do a quarter of it. And she, she, I just saw the light bulb go off over yeah. her and she went, oh, I'm a perfectionist. And I said, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's been holding you back. But she didn't realise it. Yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? That that idea going back to that uh, sweeping quarter of a floor or only doing 10 minutes worth of vacuuming or how about creating broad and sweeping categories for your paperwork so that all the mm. banking stuff goes into one blob? You know, that can be something that people feel almost fearful about because it's not it's not done perfectly, so how on earth are you ever going to find them again? Um, you know, the floor's not done perfectly, so what's the point in even starting? Well, the point is you've managed to do 10 minutes of vacuuming or 15 minutes, of a, a quarter of an hour of sweeping the floor. Fantastic. That's the start. And so then I guess then I was going to ask you later for some tips, but there is there in itself you've just given a, a really good tip um, about the paperwork in particular is mm. how about you just go with some broad categories. And one of the things, and I don't know whether you do this as well, but one of the things that I do with clients is to say, especially with perfectionists, is to say, all right, so this solution that I'm proposing you're rejecting mm. because it doesn't meet your standards but how about we make my proposal the experiment and mm. then if you've experimented you've at least started something and I think I found that some people are a lot more open to doing an experiment than making a, a big change and in my re my reasoning is that if the experiment works then they might accept that as the as the reality mm. would that does that work? That's beautiful language around that. Now, if if you could just stop, I'll take some notes because then I can go and take <laughs> take that idea and start exploring that idea, and then stop concentrating on talking to you because that's such a fabulous idea. No, look, I'm, seriously, that no, is, no ideas. It, back, Sarah, a, back with me, <laughs> back in the room. Um, Come on, Tigger. That, that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful way of dealing with it. Uh, another thing, particularly with paperwork, that um, a lot of people, including how I used to do things was just give me the perfect solution. Just tell me the mm. absolute perfect solution. Give me the categories of paperwork and then I will go and put those into those categories. And actually the perfect way to do things is your way, the way that comes naturally to you. So you could, mm. um, for example, where would you keep, uh, <laughs> it's a bugbear and it's specifically to do with paperwork, you know, where would you keep the um, car maintenance files and the car insurance files? Do you keep them together or do you keep insurance with insurance? And that's where it starts to come down to the personal preference of the client because it's where you're going to find the stuff again. And I think that's what mm. a lot of perfectionists and a lot of people, I'd say specifically people with ADHD, we're looking for that perfect solution, that, that thing that's going to cover absolutely everything. And there isn't one of those. So let's go back to the broad and sweeping categories and, and start with that. And I really like your idea mm. of, you know, this is the experiment because that that's your start. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, and but having having this this condition myself, I also know that um, people with ADHD, we don't we don't finish things well. And <laughs> I I kind of think that the experiment actually works really well because even especially from someone like as from an organizer's perspective, if I'm working with an ADHD client, it works really well for me for me to get them to agree to an experiment. Because yeah. I know that they're unlikely to follow through once they've got that settled, they're unlikely to follow through and make it more complex because mm. that means finishing it. And so it actually works well. <laughs> I see where you're going with this well. and I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it. To say, let's do this experiment. And I know that it's going to actually stay long term yeah. and I know that it's going to work for them because they're unlikely to to go on to the next stage of making it perfect um, and that yes. it's actually going to be better than what it was before they started that experiment. So, uh, And then as someone who has that condition, I know very well that that's what would happen with me is that I would yeah. start the experiment and then i go, you know, um, oh, yeah, one day I'll fix this and make it perfect, but then I never get around to it. And in the meantime, I have an actual working system working for Yeah, me. in the meantime um, it's functioning. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I really love those broad, the, like you said, that the, the broad sweeping um, mm. categories, and you know, there's that over complicating things. Yes, is it's something that people with ADHD do that makes their life so much more difficult, but they can't help yeah. not doing it. Like it's very difficult to not make that things complicated. Yeah, because you're looking for the perfect solution. I once worked mm. with a lady called um, Dorothy Brenninger, a, an American lady who did the, the oh, yes, I've met series. Um, she's fabulous and she's about half my height. Comes up to about my <laughs> waist, I think. But um, Most people we are talking, half your height, Sarah. Well, they That's <laughs> how I like it. No, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, and she was talking about this issue with people overcomplicating things and what sort of things, you know, potentially you could do with, with paperwork specifically because it's an issue that seems to affect most people. And she mm. started talking about, well, how about just putting paperwork into piles on a bookcase? And, and I I remember thinking, it was quite a while ago now, oh, my gosh, you could never do that. Like, because oh, it's, it's not perfect. It's not the way it should be done. And then the thought of... But if you have space on your bookshelf and that's the designated spot and you have the piles where you know that you can retrieve it, it's not going to fall off, nobody's going to be touching it and messing with it, and you know where to put it back, why would you not do that, even if it's just for the sorting um, process? So mm -hmm. it, it's we're looking for this perfect answer so often and overcomplicating, just as you say, and it doesn't need to be like that. Mm. Mm. I had a client um, recently with ADHD who was overcomplicating the the washing the laundry process. <gasps> yes, <laughs> and he wanted a home for the clothes that weren't put away yet. And and I, I said to him, they do have a home. It's in the wardrobe. And he said, yeah, but if they could just go in this place until I put them in the wardrobe, <laughs> yes. then I don't have to look at them. And yeah. it was really interesting. And I and I sort of I knew we, I knew exactly what he was saying. I knew what he was getting at, but I, I sort of had to say to him, "You're overcomplicating it here." Yes. What we we have we have to really reduce the amount of homes that our our washing has, and it should be the, in the dirty clothes, in the washing machine, on the line, or in your wardrobe. Yeah. And sometimes between on the line and your wardrobe, it might hang out on the couch for a while while it's waiting to be folded or while it's being folded. Mm -hmm. um, 
but we don't need to add another home in the middle of that because we already have several homes for your clothes. And, you know, creating another home just adds that complexity. It adds more a requirement for more space to be made Mm. um, in the house and another step to be done, you know, and it's just like, and I said, and also, and he said, I don't like it out in the living room. And I said, well, also the living room provides a really good trigger. If you don't like it out in the living room, then you're forced to put it away. And, you know, so it's sort of, it it took me, you know, a lot of coercing, (laughs) that's not the right word, cajoling, coaching, and yes, (laughs) Um, to actually in- encourage him to cut out one of those steps in in that process and to just try and simplify it a little bit and um, and that's the thing people with ADD and ADHD they really need simple lives but unfortunately their predisposition or our predisposition is to overcomplicate things so they've got this battle against what happens with what's actually needed in order to to function better yeah and if you can actually channel that. Um that thought process because there's a lot of things that I find fascinating and and I'd like to think it's my amazing sparkly personality but it's you know just inattention and I, I find lots of new new things but um, that that simplifying and, and making these simple steps you don't have to remember too much so you know step one mm. wash wash the clothes step two dry the clothes. Uh, step three, fold the clothes, step four, put them away rather than the convoluted system. And you've just reminded me of a, a, um, a specific client I'm thinking of, but it's it's happened to varying degrees uh, across a lot of clients. And I, I'm you can't see me, but I am putting my hand up. Um, <laughs> the, the complicated system of actually washing the clothes. So I used to have a lot of, um, you know, this pile was for delicates, this pile is hand washing, this pile is for towels, this pile is for light coloured towels, this pile is for, you know, just, and okay, this this is the way this particular pile needs to be washed and we'll add a drop of this and a drop of that and we'll put it on a complicated. Now I don't really do any ironing. And if I'm going to buy any clothes, it has to go on the same wash cycle and they're divided into three bits and I just put a, a little bit of, you know, smelly stuff in there so that it's just such a simple task because mm. that washing process is, it can be so overcomplicated in the same way as the paper piles can be. You know, we, ju- we mm. just got to stop it and give away this perfectionistic um, uh, tendency. You reminded me as well of another characteristic of people with ADHD and that is um, sometimes they can have problems with remembering things. Is that is that fair to say? What What are you saying? What have I forgotten? No. <laughs> yes. And it is, well, um, probably a lot, but I'll chase you up on that later. But, um, the, the yeah, example, and I know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have a huge problem with my memory and my ADHD clients have, problems with their memory as well is that something that is a a definite characteristic of ADHD or is it is it a coincidence um I I in my experience it is a similarity um almost across the board and Mm. the sort of thing the example I can give was uh when the when my children were little uh, asking them to go and put their socks on and Mm. it's it would be quite possible that I would have said that statement about 500 times a morning. And it wasn't that the children were being difficult or dreadful. Um, something had caught their intention between step one, going mm. upstairs to put their socks on, and step two. Um, you know, the, yeah. there would have been a bird flying outside. So 
you need to have a way to make yourself remember things. I used to set countless alarms on Outlook, and I no longer I no longer use that system. Um, but having reminders for things, and then snoozing it, and snoozing it, and snoozing it, and to have something that will assist you to do particular tasks is really important. And actually acknowledging that that could be an area that you're finding difficult, finding a way to improve that area. I've, um, it's it's something that I fought for a long time and I've had to accept that I just can't trust myself. I can't trust myself (laughs) to remember something. And, Mm. you know, and I, I was talking to a client once who was in a bit of trouble from his family for being on his phone after work a lot and he said look I've got so much happening and I've got I've got to be responsive to people and so I do need to answer these messages and these emails and these texts and and when I think of something I need to go straight away and tell somebody that because otherwise I'll I'll forget it and so Mm. what what I implemented with him was strategy of having a piece of paper on the kitchen counter with a pen and in his phone down you know um yes, off time, time switching off time mm. um, which was sort of between you know six and nine o'clock at night he mm. anytime he had the urge to go to his phone to do something he was instead to go and write that thing down on the piece of paper so that mm. he could then address it during during work time because I knew that I knew that it was so true for him that if he did have this idea about something at seven o'clock in a little flash of inspiration or he remembered something that he had to tell somebody, that that would disappear within about 35 seconds if if it wasn't recorded. And so the the piece of paper meant that he wasn't distracted by a screen and he wasn't switching off necessarily from his family but he was still able to quickly record that, that idea as it came in his head. And I think that the ability to record things that come into our heads before they disappear again um, Mm. is really important because they like they disappear virtually instantly I I remember messaging (laughs) someone recently because I met and I I forgot the idea between having it and then turning around and picking up the pen to write it down (laughs) and I was like I was so mad with myself and my and my brain. Yeah. I was so mad because you know. So it does happen, and it's and it's nothing. This, this is another thing. This is another reason why I wanted to talk to you about ADHD in particular, Sarah, is because there are some people who might feel a certain amount of shame in having the condition. Huge and, amount. Yeah, and it's just nothing to be ashamed of. It's just part of the wonderful package that you are. It's just unhelpful sometimes when you're trying to either remember something or focus on something or get something done on on Mm. time. But it doesn't actually mean that you failed in any way or anything like that. And so, you know, I do get angry with myself, but at the same time I do think, well, that's just the way I am. And if I didn't forget things, then maybe there, there would be something maybe the ability to remember if I suddenly had that it would push something wonderful out of my head and then I wouldn't <laughs> then I wouldn't then have the ability to make people laugh or you mm. know uh, understand what they're thinking without them saying it or something like that so I, I yeah. console myself I don't know whether it's actually you know true but it does help my self-esteem <laughs> well you're a wonderful organizer oh. <laughs> I think um one of the things that 
in particular ADHD because there's there's a lot of discussion around it and and anybody that feels um, it's just a matter of not having self-discipline um, you're more than welcome to come stay at my place for a week, uh, please. Um, it's a shame that the children are older. Um, but one of the things that we need to be comfortable within ourselves, and it's, it, that gets easier as you as you get older, and there are a lot of messages that you receive as a kid with um, ADD or ADHD that can really tap into your self-esteem um, or, or demoralising. And... One of the things that I have come to terms with, which I then in turn um, assist clients with, is that my my brain doesn't necessarily think in the same way as um, the vast majority of people. And I, I'm really good under pressure. And mm. I'm not one of these people that, you know, if I'm given a task uh, that's to be completed, let's say, by December the 4th, I'm not one of these people that will sit down and do five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. I have tried it and it doesn't work. I'll be mulling over some ideas um, in the meantime. Mm. But what I have, and it, it, it life's about self-discovery to a, to a large extent, isn't it? But mm. one of the things that I have found is that, well, if that's my habit, that I do leave things till the last minute, and, and even saying that there's an amount of shame in, you know, oh, mm. gosh, I leave there things till the last it? minute. Um mm. That's the way my brain works. So what what should be done? Well, clearing out the last week before a big project is due, as an example, making sure that you've got the data that you need to do or complete that particular project. Make sure that you've informed people around you that that is your work habit and um, yeah. always work with forgiving people um, who have the qualities <laughs> that you don't. But knowing that that is your habit and being okay with that and making allowances for that I think is really, really important, especially mm. if, you know, let's say um, one person in the family uh, works this way and two people in the family don't and they, they don't necessarily understand it. Just having a conversation um, to let people know that that's how you're working could alleviate a huge amount of drama in that last-minute moment. So understanding yeah. the way that you work I think is vitally important and being okay with it yeah you know, it's not it's that. not the optimum accepting it. but mm. yeah it's the fact is um you know, some people run really quickly <laughs> i mm. i run really quickly for about two seconds then fall over you know bump bump that's not on the ground but um you know some people have gifts in some areas and i think you know adhd people um, have, have gifts in some areas but struggle in others and just mm. knowing that and understanding that and then trying to explain that um, to other people uh, is it, very important a lot of people with um, ADD are very good at reading other people so relying on gut mm. uh, because at times the words might not make sense but the body language does and so yeah. we we actually it, can often be described as intuitive people um, mm. and we we know things before other people know them simply because we're reading body language or okay that that's a a, um, a gift potentially that that we have that other people mm. don't have we're not all the same um, and, and we just need to accept it in the same way that we need to make allowances for oh, those wonderful people that do it you know week in week out and get things completed 
know, a week before they do. <laughs> and and people who don't procrastinate, you know, I'm I'm constantly in awe of of my husband who just, you know, if there's something that needs to be done, he doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about the fact that it needs to be done. He doesn't then have several conversations with several people about the fact that it needs to be done. He doesn't like write five lists about how it needs to it be, could done. be done. It could be done. Yeah, and and then he doesn't think for a little bit longer after that about how it could be done. He just yeah. bloody does it. And, yeah. you know, and I, I have to go through all of those other processes of the yeah. ruminating and discussing and mm. the um, procrastinating and, and all of that. Although I did actually read a study or an article about how um, procrastination can actually be quite a positive thing. And so, oh. you know, there are... This is, I was going to ask you as well, um, as part of this, this episode is, you know, what are the, what are the superpowers that people with ADHD have? Cause I love to end things on a positive note. So, but, so I think I'll talk about this first. The, the, the procrastination process, um, can actually result in a more creative outcome. Yeah. And so if you are sort of putting things off while you're putting them off, you're doing all those things I was talking about. You're yep. thinking about it a lot. And the, the longer you put something off, the more you think about it because it starts to weigh on your mind quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and you're thinking about it and you're you're absorbing information that's relevant to you. You end up having a bit of a, you know, that, you know, that thing that happens when you decide that you want to buy a car and you decide on them or you buy a new car it's about you buy a new green car and you've never seen green cars before but all of a sudden you've bought one and now every car around you it looks like it's green it's <laughs> it's that kind of thing as well as you know when you're thinking about a project all of a sudden all these things that are happening around have some relevance to that thing that you're thinking of and so by the time you actually yes in that, in that last very minute put something together you've actually had a chance to put a whole lot more information into it than what you would have done had you finished it early so Agreed. I was really pleased to hear you read that and think oh there is a good thing about procrastinating that's great and sometimes I have the luck of procrastinating on something until it actually goes away altogether like <laughs> <laughs> like I had um, uh, someone who wanted to uh, book a session for me, but she needed me to do something beforehand, like come up with some elaborate quote for her workplace. And yep. because it was complex, I procrastinated because, you know, I could procrastinate on complex things. And so I put it off and I put it off and I know that I was probably a day after when I should have sent it to her when I got a message from her saying, I have to cancel <laughs> they um I have to I'm going to be away that week so I can't do that that anymore and so I was like oh cool I didn't need to do that proposal after all or that that Mm. complex report so I actually didn't waste my time doing a report that didn't need to be done in the end Um, but of course I could have got myself in trouble if it went the other way yeah (laughs) but which which is not good no, it's not. So just before we wrap up, I, I would like to cover a couple of things that some of the benefits of having of having ADHD, what are some of the superpowers? You've already mentioned the being more intuitive and I've now mentioned the creative procrastination thing. Is there anything else? Mm. Um, a, a few things, lots. So I, I actually enjoy having ADHD and I'm, I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah. because I do have a, a lot of energy. Um, sometimes it's exhausting <laughs> physically <laughs> as I'm getting older. Um, You're exhausting yourself. Yeah. I, I do. I just look at what I've done and go, wow, no wonder I'm tired. But mm. uh, I think one of the things that we, we're good at is we can be very creative actually from a point of need. 
So we might um, we might attempt to do something, and there might be a, a tried and tested way to do something, but we don't bother looking at what the tried and tested way is. We um, struggle along creating our new way. And that actually leads the door open to doing things in a better way. Not always, yeah. but it can do. So yeah. we can be very creative and very inventive. Um, the struggle with that, though, is you don't want to repeat that. So you don't want to create a new yeah. way of doing things every single time to do the same every task. Every single time, yeah. So, you know, um, the, the creative and inventive thing is is kind of a big deal. The other thing that goes hand in hand with impulsivity, so, you know, I there are some things I don't, struggle with which the traditional ADHD type person struggles with and then there are other things that (laughs) I'm absolutely there Um, impulsivity so instead of calling it impulsivity we'll call it spontaneity so we can (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit more positive isn't it yeah Yeah. and flexibility Um, I like to call it flexibility as well yeah um so yes but spontaneity um slash impulsivity and then there's another thing that uh I noticed from my family and it's something that I do and and one of my kids does um, and that is hyper focusing and that can be incredibly helpful um, for example when you're doing things on the last minute but that's okay Mm. I don't know what the expression is to not not make it sound um, not good but Mm. just in that last minute where your brain is absolutely in the zone and you can focus on one thing to the exclusion of everything. Now, that can be good and bad, but um, I choose to think of it as a good thing, um, that being able to just really super focus on one thing. Great. All right, Sarah. So I think that's a really great introduction, I think, to a bit of the ADHD stuff that I want to talk to you about but it's so many questions have popped up that I really would love to have you back and I I think that uh, I would especially like to talk about uh, parenting ADHD uh, children with ADHD and how to sort of help them navigate the more unhelpful aspects of of ADHD and ADD so that they're not um, you know missing out on some of the things that the neurotypical kids might find yeah. easy and uh, mm. so that's something I really would like to to talk about and maybe we can have another episode with um, some more time management tips for people with ADHD we've covered some today but I reckon there might be some more gold in your brain and sure. that we can we can mine for and um, and pull out so um, thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat no worries thanks for joining us If you've enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via Facebook and Instagram or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.